start something wonderful. Here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the first ever Knees Up Mother Brown podcast. I'm Chris Cole. Joining me in the studio today, we've got award-winning comedy TV producer James Longman. <laughs> And we've also got Knees Up Mother Brown legend, Gordon Thrower. Is that legend? <laughs> in the studio, ready for what a, day, what, a, what a team we've assembled for the first edition. The dream team. The dream team. And I have to say, I'm, I'm very impressed with the, uh, the efforts you've gone to for this uh, studio here. We've, we've got, got soundproof booths and everything, people. It's um, fantastic. Soundproof. And, and Gordon's got a cold as well, so we're sharing a very intimate space yeah. together. <laughs> you are going to suffer. <laughs> so let's kick off. The first subject we've got to discuss is last weekend's game against Queen's Park Rangers. One all draw. Uh, who wants to go first, Gordon? Gordon. Oh, let me have a go then. Um, yeah, one all draw. A bit one-sided, wasn't it? But um, we did lack a bit of cutting edge. Um, just wondering why... Uh, my, my personal thoughts would be that uh, why start with Chamak? Yeah. What do you think? Um, you know, he had a nice, few nice touches, but um, did he bring anything that Carlton Cole wouldn't have? He he really reminded me of the good old days of Lee Chapman. He um, was just so ineffectual. He could have been out there all day just frustrating uh, people. I think his touch was better than Chapman's. Um, yeah. I mean, let's face it, um, Stephen Hawking's touch would be better than <laughs> Lee Chapman's. But, uh, but um, no, there were some, some nice touches. He, yeah. Excellent um, control of the ball a number of times. Very unlucky not to get... Um, well, two penalties, two really. Penalties. There were two penalties in that. Yeah. The only other worrying thing was the uh, the fact that it, despite having three, you know, two subtle hints that Remy might have a bit of pace and might be able to beat an offside trap, um, mm. we persisted in trying to play it yeah. uh, with predictable consequences. Yeah. Um, and um, Reed's had a fantastic season and he was the one that played him on side, so... I guess we're owed. Uh, um, we can we can give him one or two sort of minor errors over the over the course of the season, but um, given the the two subtle hints that he'd been given beforehand, yeah. uh, it was a little bit disappointing that we didn't pick that one up. Yeah, Tomkins really let him in there. It was almost predictable that Remy would score as well. well I've been one of linked things. with him for so many years. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, but it was it, it's too flat at the, at the back. I can't help thinking off. off our back four seems quite flat and it just worries me that we'll get caught out easily against them. We got caught out twice. Yeah. We were lucky with the two offsides and then the third one in a straight through and an easy goal for him, really. A good finish. <clears throat> I couldn't help but think it was Tompkins' fault there. And he just seems to be... Whenever he's playing at centre-back, as soon as Collins went out of the team with injury, I just I worried for us a little bit because Tompkins just doesn't seem to be with it this season at all. That's probably a function of the fact that he's not really had a run in the in, in the team mm. at all. Um, I mean, if you look last year, it was uh, Tompkins and Reed. What a, what a great partnership that was. Yeah. Um, this season, um, quite rightly in my opinion, he decided to go off to the Olympics. I mean, let's face it, that's going to be a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime mm. thing for any player. Yeah. And um, that meant that he missed a lot of pre-season matches in which um, Reed and Tompkins obviously uh, looked okay together, or at least it, yeah, good enough to impress Sam. And that's obviously the first choice um, mm. partnership there. Um, now that um, Collins is going to be out for a while, um, yeah, I think all thoughts of Tomkins leaving um, is going to be the uh, have gone out the window. I think there was obviously this stuff about uh, Newcastle um, that was coming up. But um, yeah, if anything happens to Tomkins or Reed, um, what have we got in the back for? Mm. Um, that's true. Maybe move the R back there, but. Uh, no, um, as I say, the actual goal itself, um, it, Reed was the one who didn't step up. Um, you know, Tompkins had, had, was, was about a yard further forward. Um, now, if, if this game had been sort of earlier on this season, straight after last season, when that partnership had been 
on the on the same wavelength all the way through, then you know maybe they'd have been in harmony a little bit more. But um, it was, you know, as I say, it looked like a couple of guys who hadn't played together for a while. Yeah. And um, with, as I say, predictable con- consequences. Yeah. I can't help thinking also that the Olympics has knocked Tomkin's confidence somewhat because mm. he didn't have a great Olympics. I think it's fair like to the say. one game did he or something yeah, like that. I, um, I don't think he had a, had a great game, and it, it feels like he hasn't settled back in, and it's been difficult because of Collins. And I don't think you know, it's we the, lack. It's a it's a lacking yeah. in depth again. Isn't I don't it? think it's the Olympics as such. It's the, the sort of um, consequences of it. That the fact that coming back. That meant he suddenly wasn't first choice, so mm. he's been sitting on the bench. When he's come on, he's um, played it right back. Or that horribly disastrous um, midfield role that uh, Sam yeah. used to think. I think <laughs> Sam even Sam now decided that that's a non-starter. But mm. um, he, he's been continually linked with Newcastle. I mean, James, would you be bothered if he went? I well, I'm a bit of a sucker for the old academy players. I always mm. I always love to see them come through, and it might. You know, against Man U, we'll speak about that in a moment. But so many academy players in the team, um, and Tompkins has been one of our shining stars, and he, he's someone mm. I would love to love to see have a long career at West Ham. I really hope he can, you know, he can be one of the ones to shine. Yeah, there, there's mm. there's always that sort of um, uh, what do you want to call it? Romantic attachment of foolish. Players, attachment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. How many chances did blessing Freddie Sears get over the yeah, few true. years he was here? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but the, the smile on everyone's face after that first goal that he got yeah. against Blackburn, Blackburn and, yeah. and yeah, you know, everyone was walking around, just walking down the street, everyone had a stupid grin on their face. Uh, well, maybe that was just me, but um, as I say, he got chance after chance, and never really happened for him. Mm. Um, lots of reasons for that, not all of which were his fault, and um, but uh, I think. If, if there's one person in the club who will um, take that more pragmatic view and think, well, okay, maybe it's an academy player, um, but you know, it, would this club be improved by selling him and using the proceeds to yeah. strengthen other areas? Um, the one person who would say that would be Mr. Allardyce. Yeah. Um, you know, which um, may not be a bad thing. Not having been um, brought up through the the West Ham system, he won't have that same. Um, yeah. Sort of, Rosy, rose, rosy-eyed view yeah. of the academy. Blue like, glasses. And, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, <coughs> I mean, at the moment, he's, he's he's going nowhere because, I mean, Collins is injured. We've yeah. got uh, we've got next to nothing yeah. in cover. I think I'm next on the team. <laughs> and, and I'm 51 years old with two dodgy knees. So, um, an ideal okay. West Ham player, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll fit right in. Um, what about Shamak? Now, he he seemed to get a, a quite a lot of abuse against QPR. Um, uh, are we going to be patient with him? What are your thoughts? Um, well, after you, James. Sorry, I'm I can't. It. <laughs> I can't help feeling uh, a little bit, a little bit of sympathy for Jarrett because mm. I feel like he's he hasn't been playing at Arsenal. He's lost a lot of confidence, and suddenly he steps into our team. Everyone expects him to, mm. you know, score a hat trick on his debut. It's a dream. He's from Arsenal. People obviously aren't going to like that. A lot of balls are hit up to him. Yeah. You know, he's having to win a lot of headers all of a sudden. Um, I didn't think he did bad. I thought yeah. he won enough, you know, watching the highlights as well, match today. I thought he won enough little flicks, you know, he got mm. in the right positions a few times. I mean, Allardyce admitted they brought him off because his job as a centre forward is, is to score. He yeah. didn't score, and I thought that was pretty harsh, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I thought he got involved, yeah. and, and Gordon's probably right in saying he's doing the job that Carson Cole yeah. should have been doing, but... 
you know, I thought he showed enough. He should yeah. have had a penalty. And uh, if one of those mm. headers had gone the right way, maybe he'd have a true. goal. People near me were very vocal that Nolan should have come off earlier. They, they, yeah. People around, I sit in uh, what's referred to as Chav Corner, which right. is yeah. Yeah. the bottom of the Bobby Moore with the Alpari, West Ham, Dr. Martins, wherever it's called. That corner there, very vocal that Nolan should have come off earlier than he did. Yeah, I think Nolan's. Um, I think he's he's had a fairly easy ride of it from mm. from the management of of late. Um, yeah. But he's Big Sam's captain, isn't he? Yeah, Wherever Big yeah. Sam goes, it's, it's his, little um, Nolan comes yeah, with him. It's his sort of um, adjutant, or yeah. But he's uh, a proper captain, isn't he? It's yeah, nice to he's have a proper school. captain. Not since Lucas yeah. Neal have we had a proper captain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get embarrassed thinking about Upson. Yeah, oh, you know, Upson was our that's captain. That's true. Actually, uh, yeah, we should bear that in uh, mind. Upson, perspective. That, Upson, who no newspaper actually realised was our <laughs> yeah. captain. That's yeah. how it exactly. yeah. Yeah. every every yeah. every week you read a news report and it was Captain Scott Parker. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, so. sad to see his career go down here. Yeah, that's. Really? Oh, I'm, te- I'm sure we're all gutted <laughs> about that. Footballer of the year, then yeah. Tottenham. Never mind. So, <laughs> last word on QPR. Yes, where they've turned up to us. They seem to be on the rise now. Do we think they're going to stay up? I don't think so. Um, I think another team um, with a little bit more luck in front of goal would have probably put seven mm. or eight past them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is not a sort of an anti-Harry diatribe or anything mm. like that. I'm pretty, you know, I, I just generally don't think they're going to stay up. And, um, yeah, I'm not that fussed about them, to be honest. They're, they're, they're another team. Yeah. It's, it's not like I... You know, Oh, I wake up every morning thinking, "Oh, great QPR going down." Yeah. <laughs> really, really doesn't worry me one way or another. I, I think I'm the complete opposite of you. I hate QPR more than <laughs> anything that's probably ever existed, even like metaphorically or really? abstract. I hate them so much because they're like. They're, they would be the bad guys in an action film. Like they're the kind of guys Alan Rickman would hire in uh, Die Hard because they're like mercenaries. They're like they're hired hands. Every single one of those players is is can be bought for a price. You know, none of them care about playing for QPR. And then you've got this guy Tony Fernandez who's who's making QPR to be like a massive investment and a, and a great kind of historic football club. They're not. Their ground can hold as many people as your average skip. And they're just an awful club. And I hope they're the next ones to do a Leeds. And I don't care if I get any abuse <laughs> for saying that. And in fact, doing a Leeds isn't enough for them because then I want them never to have existed rather than to stop existing. Because I just, I just think I hate this kind of notion that they're a great club when they're not. And they've got all these players. QPR supporters don't really think that, do they? I don't know. Hating QPR, isn't it a little bit like sort of having some sort of violent dislike for like last of the summer wine I mean yeah, it's right. an inoffensive thing it happens to be there and it happens to have been there forever and, if, 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 yeah, we'd be, if we'd been in, in the championship still if we hadn't gone up QPR would probably be in our place and a club like that instead of us because they're spending cash I think there's something morally wrong I mean, about that I mean, yeah, certainly they get black marks for having actually employed Neil Warnock. But, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. That, that's another example. Yeah. And Joey Barton. Yeah. They're just the wrong I mean, They're the two that poison They're unscrupulous. QPR. <laughs> Warnock. Um, I kind of feel about QPR. As, I, as a kid, I used to have a bit of a soft spot for them. And Warn- getting Warnock in properly yeah. poisoned me. <laughs> and I kind of, I, I reserve the kind of love you have for them for Chelsea. <laughs> as kind of the right. mercenaries of, it, of, right. of this world. But I kind, of, I kind of feel... As on a footballing point of view, I didn't see anything confident-wise, confidence-wise that would see them stay up. Because uh, mm. every time they did go for another one goal, their passing went off yeah. for goal well, kicks, apart for throws. From, apart from that, that, that is potentially a good little um, partnership with Tarapt trying yeah. to feed Remy. Um, but apart from that, they didn't look like a team, did they? No. Um, no. You know, it was 
it was everybody come back here and let's just get in the way of everything. There yeah. didn't be any sort of structure other than that. So yeah, there was a little bit of you know a little bit of team passion kind of getting in the way of us scoring. Yeah, <laughs> it forty two crosses. I think. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, incredible but, statistic. Forty two crosses. Thirty odd of those were either over hit, yeah. under hit, or straight into the keeper's arms. Yeah. Though surely, I mean, you know, yeah. it's the right areas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do know Sam loves a stat, and. Yeah. Um, you know, fair play for it. What he does, I mean, as you'll be aware on behalf of uh, the, the website, um, Graham and I attend the uh, post-match press conferences. Mm. And what happens before those is he'll, um, if he's got TV commitments to do, because sometimes they mm. grab you on the way out, um, but he'll do that. But the first thing he, he does is he has a look at the, gets onto a laptop, gets all the stats there. And then as soon as somebody starts asking him questions, he comes out without, um, if you look at the, yeah, the transcription of the press conference. I think the first question asked was, um, you know, you think you should have won that, Sam? And then the first thing he says, well, we've got 46 crosses in or whatever it is. Mm, yeah. And that's because he's just spent the last 10 minutes looking through the laptop. Looking analysis. And as soon as anybody asks him something, he just turns around and he's got that at his fingertips. So, yeah. Okay. My dad used to say a phrase, uh, baffles you with bullshit. <laughs> 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 well, still says yeah. it. well that's mar- remarkable insight for the first needs of Mother Brown podcast we've got James's dad's catchphrase and what Big Sam does after a match this is wonderful insight ok let's move on is your dad available for future podcasts <laughs> ok let's take a look so we, so we sacrificed essentially a full team uh, against Man United on the previous game so that we could be stronger against QPR and we went out what's our kind of opinion on that I don't have a problem with it to be mm. honest um, it's um Times have changed, uh, and yeah, I'm an old-fashioned traditionalist, and when I was a kid, you'd stick out your best team. But um, to borrow the old cliche, it is pretty much bare bones there at the moment. Mm. And um, at the end of the day, it was um, good experience for young Potts and mm. and Spence. And um, oh, great experience, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. What's your take, James? I kind of feel uh, the same as Gordon's. We felt. I kind of think that we put up a good fight. Uh, we're struggling at the minute. I want to see us survive. You know, I love the FA Cup. I love mm. the FA Cup. But I kind of think that it's we need to consolidate in this division. And we have been a yo-yo club for too too long. Sam's finally seemed to have gotten us to our senses and we, we, we seem to settle a little bit. And I kind of think a mid-table, a mid-table finish, brilliant. Yeah. You know, I know it's not as exciting as a relegation battle it's yeah, not as exciting as a excitement I can do without. Oh, no. <laughs> but I've had, I've yeah, had so many of those. I wouldn't mind the season or two. Yeah. There was a couple of um, points on, on knees at Mother Brown, actually. One from a guy called Sendo who said, pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. He says, if this is what we can expect over the next two, five, ten years, surrendering any chance of silverware so that we can aim at lower mid-table year on year, then what's the effing point? <laughs> and I thought it was quite a good reply from Kit the Hammer. Um... We're a club in debt. Yes, it's not very exciting to be mid-table and not have cut runs for two or three seasons. But if we get relegated, we're fucked. We need to look at some stability, not risking everything for short-termism. I'll be really pleased if for the next three seasons we avoid even being close to relegation and we push on from then. And I hope that in a few seasons when we do, we'll be very thankful we spent a few years in the shadows, not being relegated, not having to sell anyone decent and not having our academy producing players for other teams to buy... Uh, who have their careers at West Ham because we can afford to keep them. I think it is short-termism versus yeah. long-termism. And for for now, I would happily yeah. consolidate for a few years. Yeah. You know, we seem to be in good shape. We do seem to yeah. be in good shape for once. We're not on the back pages every week. You know, the papers aren't picking on us. It feels like 
we're yeah. st- we're getting steady. Yeah, and, that's exactly. and I'm I mean, happy with that. And that's that that thing you just wrote out, read out there, I, I'd like to see that mounted on the tunnel because <laughs> <laughs> so, that's perfect. I mean, football fans are inherently short-termist and they just want success now. But you have to be rational about these things, and I completely agree with that. We, we can't we can't be like gambling on FA Cup. And, and ultimately, we had our chance when we were two and up against Man United. And I think Big Sam is a very kind of rational guy, and he said, "Well, you know, we've we've had our chance to beat them, and we're going away at Old Trafford, and we've got QPR on Saturday." QPR has to take precedence over that because yeah. we don't want to be in a relegation scrap. We can't have yeah. tired legs against QPR because we could instantly get sucked into that. So yeah, I completely I mean, understand that. I mean, I mean it, the other thing is at, at Old Trafford, I mean, you, you quite easily have got, got beaten with a, a full-strength side, yeah. Yeah. come off there and then gone into QPR minus three or four yeah. key players because you know, um, hamstrings have gone up at Old Trafford that, yeah. that, that you knew might go, but... You know, if, if hamstring was going to go, I'd rather they go yeah. 50 minutes into the league game yeah. than, than yeah. 10 minutes yeah. from the end of the cup. Uh, well, and I, I guess the other, the other point is as well, we actually did really well. Like yeah. We weren't, yeah. we weren't yeah. completely outcast, so Big Sam kind of made the right call there. Yeah. Okay then, so let's move on and talk about the transfer window. Wow. Let's touch on Joe Cole. How do we feel about his return? After you, James. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love seeing him score. I love yeah. seeing it. I thought we had a great game. I thought yeah. we had a great game on, yeah. on Saturday. Uh, I love seeing him score. I love seeing him celebrate. I never liked seeing him in a Chelsea shirt. Um, and it's it's good to have him back. And again, it's a romance thing and I'm a sucker mm. for that. But he was always one of my favourites. He was always the hero. Mm. Um, and he's back. And if he can rediscover some of that form, even a little bit of that yeah. form, um, I'll welcome him with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm been trying to be sort of um we mentioned the sort of romantic attachment to academy players earlier on and i've been trying to, to to make myself be pragmatic about the whole thing and saying yeah okay let's see what you can do sort of thing but um yeah i have to say um i was um far from un- unhappy to see him um, return um i thought the better game he had was actually the, the game against man united in the cup um mm. which you know we set up those two goals for collins and, yeah incredible uh, and you know i mean i just think that uh yeah, I feel a little bit sad, for, basically, for his career because it's obviously coming towards yeah. the end of his career now. What? So, and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, last, the last few it's years. He's twenty-four, he's isn't he? He's got last twenty years. He's yeah, got yeah. twenty years yeah. left. The last few years, I, I, I can't remember how long the contract he's sent. But um, you just think, well, you know, when, when he left us, there was all that. The, the, I mean, the skill, the. Um, yeah. And yeah, I quite understand why he had to leave because um, I think one yeah. of the reasons he left was. Um, Basically, to keep the club from going under. But yeah. um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but um, I mean, yeah, seeing him in a Liverpool shirt, it was oh. kind of like seeing a much loved ex with uh, with another bloke yeah. um, uh, who's not, much not, better looking. Not not not, <laughs> my, not, not my ex-wife. I uh, more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not my ex-wife. I hasten to add, who uh, whoever she's with now, mm. I feel very sorry for. But yeah. Um, I, and but, if you're listening, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 an ex that you actually liked a little bit. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. No, um, and you just think, well, I mean, at Chelsea, uh, Mourinho just didn't have a clue how to play him. No. And um, you know, it, at it, Liverpool, if you're at a club where, where Jamie Carragher is revered as, as, as a sort of great footballing yeah. hero sort of thing, you're probably at the wrong club yeah. if you're Joe Cole. That's because they reward yeah. longevity at Liverpool. Yeah. It doesn't uh, matter if you're any good, it's yeah. how long you've been. So, but uh, I'm absolutely delighted to have yeah. Joe Cole back. But, but I think it's fantastic, but... Part of me thinks it's a bit like Rocky Six. Like he's like Rocky, yeah, Rocky's back, yeah, Rocky's back on the big screen, and then you see him get in the ring, and he's, he's his skin's a bit baggier. And for them, for me, it's like that with Joe Cole, except he's got that little bald 
spot now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it, yeah, it's not as quite as magical as it's, I remember. It's Trevor Rooney. One of yeah. those, um, have you, oh, there's a few years left in him yet, and uh, yeah. it's just nice to come back home. Yeah, to, yeah. home. Now he can do the hospitality yeah. tour when he finishes, because yeah. yeah. it wouldn't have been appropriate otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't let Joe Cole into your box if he hadn't done this stint. So maybe he's... I prefer to think of it more like Quantum Leap. He's uh, <laughs> putting right what once went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on and talk about the Arsenal and Fulham games. Now, this show is recorded before the Arsenal game, so we don't know the score. But we can we can see how uh, how good we are at pundits by could, guessing it. Could, could we actually sort of cut and paste something in and then make ourselves look very yeah, good? Yeah, I think idea. it'll be. <laughs> and I was four. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, how many points are we going to get out of these next two games? Um, we got Arsenal first, haven't we? Yeah. I don't think we'll get anything there. Um, pragmatic hat on. Um, yeah. So um, I mean, there's no logical reason why you should think we'll get anything there. Um, so I'm going to predict score. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. yeah. Uh, it's away from home. We only scored five. So yeah. um, so with no Let's absolute, have a absolute Come no on. logic whatsoever. I'm going for a one or draw. Okay. I, I, there's absolutely no <laughs> logic behind that. Um, you know, it's just again, um, you know, the head says yeah we, we, we're likely to get beaten. Um, but um, they've had a few problems there as well. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, being Arsenal, one yeah. of them, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, you'll yeah, go. go on, James. Um, I, what, is it true? We Weren't we the last team to win at Highbury? Yes. And the first to win at the Emirates? Yes. Yeah. So, 4 0 Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you've done that. No, I'm, I think that it will be. Uh, you know what? I know Walcott's score, and we'll, I think. Mm, I'm going to go 2. Why not Arsenal? Yeah, I always, I, I, I always back the opposite team because then I'd rather, I'd rather be, be wrong. wrong and West Ham win. But I, I, I struggle to see us getting anything. I think probably we're probably going to lose two 0 But I, th- I can see us getting something at Fulham next week. So I think we always tend to do fairly well there. So I can see us maybe yeah. nicking that. You called me a, a knees up mother round legend. Uh, one of the real legends is a big chap called Romford who uh, we'll get him in here for for one of. Is the, that like yeah. Brooklyn, like and, Brooklyn uh, Beckham? Uh, no, it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's <laughs> conceived. I, I've never. <laughs> I'll, I'll just wait till he hears this. Uh, uh, you, he's not you, a big guy, is he? Uh, <laughs> we, we can survive him. You could say yes. You could say yeah. You could say that he's a big guy. He's, he's, he's a smashing, lovely, yeah. but a good friend as well. Um, and um, he he often organises um, trips to. Um, usually Fulham, but occasionally Chelsea uh, away matches um, by boat. And um, mm-hmm. I, I can remember one Fulham trip um, a couple of years ago. And I think it was the season we went down. I think we lost three two in the match, and it was mm. I, five goals. Oh, what a great game! It wasn't. It was an awful game of football. Yeah. And um, the away stand there at Fulham, um, you get you get a view of the Thames um, between the corner of the away stand and the stand down the side there. And we were all sort of. It was bored out of our skulls, and there were a load of these little one-man dinghies that were going past, mm. and one of which um, basically capsized. capsized yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which was funny enough. And then there was a little pause as everyone looked at each other, and then the chant of "Going down, going down,", <laughs> going down which. If you, of course, if you're in any of the other parts of the ground, you yeah. didn't understand what was going on. But that that was the highlight of the game. I remember. Really I, remember. Was. I actually got a well, photograph of it somewhere. And then well, people yeah. also singing, uh, singing, he fell over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a brilliant because it was one of those Fulham matches are notoriously dull, aren't they? <laughs> you get a lovely walk through the park up to the grounds, <laughs> yeah. past the Michael Jackson <laughs> statue, <laughs> and then you're yeah. into Michael Jackson statue. <laughs> yeah. He's a Fulham legend as much as you're a knees up by the Brown legend. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think... He's I, the Gordon th- of the film. <laughs> I think I'm the actually going to ask you to step outside very shortly <laughs> after <laughs> that. <laughs> Not you and Romford yeah, on my yeah, case, yeah, I can't yeah. handle that. But we'll, we'll get... We need to get Romford here in, in, in here for one of these. Um, I'd love to do it. He's a bit of a character, okay. lovely bloke. Well, Romford, if you're out there, I just want to say I think you're a wonderful guy. <laughs> in spite of that <laughs> joke I face. made earlier. Especially since I hear you're quite a big guy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a top man. And you're welcome we, on here anytime. time. We'll just put it this way, you might have to get a bigger studio. <laughs> um, but, um, anyway, that was Gordon saying Okay, let's move on. Let's go on now and talk about... I wanted to talk about... You see Eskalainen for just five minutes because uh, I've noticed recently there seems to be some unease about him, and I think I share that unease. He seems to be getting a, a little bit of abuse. What do, what's your take on Yussi Eskalainen? Do we trust him as a man? Uh, I don't know him as a man. <laughs> never met the chap. Um, you know, I mean, he's got one million yeah, if, hands. If, if, he, if he comes up to me and says, yeah, "Can you lend me a tenner? I'm a bit short till payday." I mean, you know, do I? Try? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure he'd be good for a fiver, but. Um, as a goalkeeper, um, he's suffering from not being Rob Green. Can you learn to love him? Um, he's not really my sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, on the on the grounds of yeah. gender, I think. Yeah. Like um, a lovely couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about um, you, James? What, what's, your, what's your take? Uh, I I like him. I think he's yeah? done a decent job. Mm. Um, I mean, where I was kind of uh, where I sat, I say not many uh, didn't get abuse. Yeah. But he was kind of. Uh, I thought. I thought he's doing all right. I thought he's yeah. doing all right. Yeah, I kind of I think about Yussi Eskalainen like Rob Green kind of felt like your dad after a while. When you, whereas Yussi Eskalainen is like your mum's new boyfriend, and you just yeah. you can't kind of. Try, there's always something there. You're like you're just not as good. Which kind of brings me on to my next point. Was like, would you consider taking Rob Green back? We're in January. It's possible. How if, would we feel about that if he apologised? <laughs> Really, I can see the reason. That if, if you look at the reasons why he left, um, I think um, they were money, right? Uh, it, it was, but the, it was a case of um, he he basically um, signed a new contract, mm. uh, only to discover that um, a number of players who, um, in all honesty, had uh, a lot less. Um, Contributed a lot less to the West Ham cause yeah. in their period at the club. Um, were, were on more money, and uh, quite understandably, I think he he was a little put out of that. Yeah. And um, when he went back to try and renegotiate, he was basically told to sling his hook, and um, you know, mm. uh, uh, you know, the, you know, he pointed out that. So it was picking a, ma- a name out at random, yeah. for example, I think Freddie Lundberg was on a lot more money than him. Yeah. And, and he was so, a magnificent underpants uh, model. Uh, well, yeah, you get what you uh, paid for. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if you like that sort of ad, and, uh, yeah, enjoy. It. But uh, yeah, and I think he was, you know, understandably miffed that you know people were on uh, same in any walk of life. I yeah. mean, it's just obviously there's a lot more zeros on the end of the salary figures when yeah. we're talking footballers. So at the end of the day, he said, "Well, you know, I'm going to leave when my contract's up." And um, they offered him another deal, but he'd made his mind up to go. That yeah. Um, yeah um, which I, I, I think, in, um, I mean, sad as it is to see things reduced to money, um, I can understand. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult for me not, not earning anything like what a professional footballer is yeah. earning um, to, to, to actually sort of comprehend, if you like. You know, just to the man in the street, that just looks you know, greedy, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. but, you know, if, if you're in that sort of, um, you know, all things are relative. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, and so I can see why he left. Um I, I, it's difficult not to feel just a little bit sorry for him the way things yeah. have gone. I mean, can't get in a team at QPR. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he's got if 
he's got to be realistic. If he can see a contribution mm. Freddie Lundberg made, yeah. and then if which was <laughs> underpants, which was uh, very little, you can understand, yeah, can't you? You can understand yeah. but, how. I mean, it must be worse for him at QPR now because look, they've got Basingwa on the bench. who must be on more than he is. Who's not? Well, he's not even. He doesn't even want, even want to sit on the bench. He's not even yeah. on the bench. So Whereas at least Rob Green has a nice seat every week. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I suppose, the choice of club. I mean, this is before they signed um, Cesar, whatever his mm. name is. And um, you know, if you look at the yeah. various deals that may have been offered yeah. to him, QPR. Well, it's I'm not sure where he lives, but it, yeah. it means he almost certainly didn't have to move house. He lives in Hampstead, because my mate sees him. Yeah, he does. Oh, oh, there you go. There, <laughs> there so, you go. Rob Green. Another more insight on the first. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a scoop. <laughs> he didn't have to move house. Um, there was a yeah. club that was awash with um, cash yeah. that would yeah. uh, willing to pay silly money, certainly more yeah. than the improved contract that that we offered him. Yeah. And um, so yeah, you can see yeah. you can see why he's going to go there. But we yeah. did all love him though, didn't um, we? Yeah. Too. Well, well, we love you, per- Rob. personally, Rob. If you, Rob, if you're listening to this, come back. And you want to come back? I will definitely forgive you, but you may have to apologise to a few others. Yeah. Okay. So so recently, was it a couple of days ago? It's been three years since Golden Sullivan took over the club. Gullivan, yep. Gullivan. Gullivan so, yeah. Gullivan, so... And this is a, this is a difficult <laughs> subject to discuss in, uh, in five minutes, but how do, we, how do we think the past three years in, in review have been? Um, they made mistakes, certainly, at the beginning. Um, and um, appointing Avram Grant was... That was a, he, he must have given a hell of an interview. Oh, well, exactly. They... they <laughs> I think I can't remember which one of the two chairmen it, it, it was said this, but they made a comment about how witty and funny he was in the, uh, in the interview <laughs> yeah. pro, in process. The massage parlour. <laughs> <laughs> massage so, parlour. That's uh, cracking all now, sorts of jokes. Now, Graham and I must have, must have attended you know, just about every press conference he gave at the bowling yeah. um, post-match, and um, uh, if that was wit and, wit and intelligence yeah. and funny, then um, you know he's lost us. It's just clearly a sense of humour of which we not previously been aware mm. um, but overall good or had, bad How, do you think it's been a um, good thing for the club I think, I think in terms of where we were when they took over and where we are now it took a dip to do it but yeah. um, uh, overall it's been a positive thing yeah. um, I think they'll be the first to admit that they uh, made a mistake mm. and they are the first to admit they made a mistake with Adam Grant um, and I think Gordon's probably right relegation we've cleaned out the cupboards uh, we've had a reality check mm. And we've come back stronger for it, and I think they're doing a fine job. Um, I, I've met them a few times now, and mm. they seem to have the best interest of West Ham at heart. Right. They are businessmen. Uh, yeah. I think you need to be now in football. Oh, it's not yeah, about. Absolutely. It's not. It's not just about the heart anymore. Um, and I think they're doing a great job, and I think they'll continue to do a good job. And I'm, I'm kind of on their side, yeah. I'm massively on their side. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I think they've been really good for a couple, especially when you, put, you know, we we talk a lot about putting things in context whenever we have a moan about like going out of the cup. But I think Golden Sullivan have been uh, such an improvement on Terry Brown, and probably even the Icelandics when you look at what they actually did to us, or when the kind of the Cer- certainly the Icelandics. The I mean, basically, back. yeah. Um, the, the, the Iceland, it was all smoke and mirrors, wasn't it? It's, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be in the Champions League in five years. Yeah. I mean, to to our credit as supporters, <laughs> I think we all laughed when we heard that. <laughs> I think not one. Not I, me. Not I one, believe I was sucked uh, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me. I, I had, I had eggy must, pictures on my wall. Yeah. 
sucked in by Eggy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where, we're, we're past yeah. Me. where is Eggy? Um, yeah, yeah, Eggy, well, if you're listening. Didn't he, he's probably gone back to his biscuit factory. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the only criticism I would find of Golden Sullivan is their communications policy at first, when they first started, I felt that they were in the papers every week yep. and then Brady was talking about West Ham Olympic and that. I mean, now they yeah. seem to have calmed it down and they're, they're not in the papers as much, which I think is absolutely a good thing. But now you've got David Gold Sullivan, uh, David Gold Sullivan, David Sullivan's son on Twitter. Uh, you know, slagging off Stamak when he signed and saying, yeah. this wasn't my idea. How old's this kid? He's like th- 13. 12, 13 or something. 13. I mean, what's the point of having a communications policy as any kind of business if you're going to allow a 13-year-old yeah. the freedom to go and just say what he wants? It's kind of, he's kind of, I think... I think it was Jack Sullivan, is Jack, it? Jack. Yeah, think his name. And he's, he's almost been used as a sort of sounding board sometimes. Yeah, let, let Jack, <laughs> if Jack says this, let's see what the reaction is think? sometimes. Yeah, it's a case of you, you, you've got to take all that sort of um, that Twitter stuff with a big pinch of salt in yeah. at the best of times. Um, I do have the David Gold Twitter feed, yeah. which is on there, which is... Um, uh, it's a good follow, just just, just for amusement, no. amusement purposes. I mean, you get some of the questions that he gets asked on there are hilarious. It's like, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. what sort of view do I get from yeah. seat forty-two? Yeah. Is there any tickets available for the stadium? Is there any tickets? Why do people think it's easier for me yeah. if I tweet the chairman? Yeah, chairman. I love it if David yeah. Gold just replied, "Ring the box office." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to, and, and to be fair, you, you see some of these things, yeah. and you must think, "What must he be thinking at this point?" Yeah. Some idiot, know, yeah. sort of saying like, "The ladies' loo was blocked yard." I saw someone said, "Look at the state of my seat; it's got bird shit on it." And he was like, "Tell me your seat number." Or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blessing poor chaps not been well of late, and I'm sure everyone. Whether you like him or not, you don't wish ill of him. But um, uh, you know, it's just some of the things that go on there. It's uh, and uh, to be fair, some some of his responses are, are quite quite witty as well. Um, yeah, he is quite. Uh, th- there was one, and I'm not sure if it was the same, um, if it was a genuine one or not. I'm never quite sure with these things, um, where somebody had said, um, "Are these rumours about Beckham true?" And um, the response was allegedly something along the lines of. Yes, apparently she does take it that way. It's always at the back of the mind, you know gold's a bit dirty. You wouldn't start a business like he'd started unless you're a little bit... I have to say, I mean, I've seen him a number of times. You, yeah. you, you say you've met them. I'm, I'm, um, we have a promised interview with Mr. Gold um, coming up um, at some stage. I think yeah. it's um, once the Olympic Stadium business is all sorted yeah. um, we're, we're hoping to get an interview with him maybe but we should get him on a podcast right? if, if he's even listening to this and, and he wants to announce the big stadium plans I can think of no finer platform <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he wants to get into the ears of West Ham fans then I know, think he needs to you need to speak to us I think any time about them they've been polite and they're mm. courteous and they they definitely have a best interest of West Ham at heart yeah. um, Jack Sullivan just going back to him he's a proper little West Ham fan right. um, he's you know, he's a proper, he loves the club. He goes to all the matches he can. He follows it when he can't go to matches because it's too late at his school night. All right. And, um, you know, he loves it. And you can imagine I'd be the same if my dad was chairman. I'd be like, yeah. who are we signing? <laughs> right, I'm going to tweet it. Yeah. I'd be exactly the same. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people, especially on uh, on Gum, who get quite angry about the Twitter the Twitter thing, but I think you know, take it all with a pinch of salt. That's yeah. how, remember when? That's, remember when there yeah. didn't used to be transfer windows, and you'd read in the paper just made up stuff from journalists. You'd be like, oh wow, yeah. we're going to sign this now, person. Really, yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same as now. We should just enjoy it. That's the best yeah. bit of it, isn't it? That's true. Maybe we need some perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so let's move on now. We're going to move on to an item where each of us have been on the knees at Mother Brown forums, picking out the best of 
Uh, James, have you got something ready? Would you like to go first? Yeah, I, in fact, I've just got a tiny comment from a guy called Alfie G. Uh, and it was in response to people getting really angry about our, our team against Man U, against the Manx. And um, he just said, cheer up, mate. This time last year, remember where we were and who we were playing. Enjoy the roller coaster. I think that's pretty spot on. That's well. That kind of sums it all up for me. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I, I didn't know which one to pick because I, I like. It's kind of like a conversation. This. It's only two two posts that I quite enjoyed. The first one's from West Ham Morgan, who who put who put on the forum about uh, Paolo Di Canio buying pizza for everyone who helped clear the snow from Swindon's pitch midweek, and he just he just simply said bought all the fans who helped clear Swindon's pizza, pitch pizza hero. And then we had a reply from American Ammer, and he said <laughs> was about to post this myself. Pretty nice for a fascist. <laughs> just, just allegedly. To, allegedly. Allegedly. Just as well, Neil Ruddock wasn't at Swindon giving a hand. It, it basically bankrupted him it by being of a run. The size oh, of it. Yeah, size of it. He would eat the cameo. I heard a rumour. I, I know a few good Neil Ruddock stories, but one of them is that he had to have special shorts made. That's not a rumour. That's actual fact. That's I can't actual fact. Was, it might have been Swindon, actually, at the time. Really? I also know, I, compl- I had a friend, a friend of mine used to play, like, was in their West Ham youth team around the time that Ruddock and Ian Wright were all on the team. And he told me, an absolutely sordid story which I won't mention it on this podcast probably soon if you, if, you, if you ever bump into me or you can ask me afterwards about Neil Ruddock with spare socks in his glove compartment while driving right you okay. can probably put the pieces together yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, just no, on, just, no I'm young and innocent explain yeah. <laughs> very quickly on Decano my friend's uh, kid became friends with his kid when he, when he was over here mm. and went out to stay with him uh, over in Rome and he said uh, he had some. He had this room in Decanio's mansion in Italy, where it was just giant speakers on the wall. And he walked past him. Decanio's just sat there on a sofa watching his goals on a <laughs> massive monitor with like the bass from the crowd roaring. He just sat there watching it, cheering. Surely we've all done that. that. <laughs> what, a, what a nice fascist! A nice fascist. I, I could watch that. He was waving at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could watch that Wimbledon goal time and time again. So what have you got for us, Gordon? What's um, your best of? Mine's mine's not really not really a football related post. Um, relates to a young chap called uh, John Joe, and I can never pronounce his surname. So sorry, John Joe. I think it's Hoyerman or Hoyerman, yeah. Um, who has, over the last few years has, um, has just just been raising money for charity. Mm. I think it's something like ninety two thousand pounds over the last couple Good of job. years. Good job. And um, John Joe's mum has, has put up a post. Um, because we're now coming up for the um, 20th anniversary of the death of Bobby Moore, mm. and um, he's uh, John Joe is actually doing yet another one of his walks, um, which he's doing something like 66 miles in six days. So it's 66 for the World Cup and six days ah. for the number six shirt. So they've thought this through, and um, it's all going to end up on the 23rd of February. Um, now, unfortunately, um, John Joe's mum hasn't put too much in the way of timings on here, so. Um, um, when I get my internet back up at home, I'll, I'll get back in touch with her and see if we can get a bit more detail on this. But um, it's um, there's going to be a bit of a ceremony at the statue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jeremy Nicholas is going to be sort of helping to Fantastic. compare the event, um, and the club chaplain is going to um, say a few words. A few pearly kings and queens, just to keep it nice and cockney. That's it up for anything. Yeah, and there, there, with that, there will also be a little bit more of a ceremony at, um, uh, to follow that at the gates, um, where um, he's going to be. You know, John Joe's going to be tying some scarves and stuff and laying right. a few floral floor trinkets. Lad. And then just at the end of it, just to sort of. And one thing I've got a bit of timing. Yeah, four p.m. on the twenty-third um, at the statue, and then um, that'll then move on to the gates. 
and then from about five o'clock um, in the supporters club, five o'clock till mid, midnight, um, for a, 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 an entrance fee of a fiver with the proceeds going to Bobby Moore Fund, there's a, a bit of a do. Um, Gary Firmager from Olas will be doing the music, and Great. Uh, if you if you you know Gary's tasty music, that'll be uh, that'll be well, well worth listening. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so the last thing we want to do on the Knees at Mother Brown podcast is talk about things from the other side of the fence. Now, obviously, it's been in the newspapers. It's it's taken up all the kind of sport commentary sites. It's about Nigel Adkins getting the boot from Southampton. And joining us now, we've got big Southampton fan, Radio 1 DJ and stand-up comic Tom Deacon on the line. Hello, Tom. Hello there. Hello, gents. How are you doing? Hello, mate. So, Tom, give us your take on this, this these horrible turn of events. Out of the news, the uh, the horrible news is just just shock was the first yeah. um, reaction, first feeling I had. Um, a friend of mine who works as they all do, we've all got a mate who's like I've got inside knowledge. Uh, <laughs> he calls me up and he says um, they're gonna they're gonna sack Adkins, and I went, nah mate, they're not. How could they possibly sack Adkins? Lost two games in the last twelve. There's no way it's gonna happen. And then I look on BBC Sport, the news is there, Adkins is out, um, and the replacements already already in yeah. in the club. Um, and I was, I was, I was like, how could they do? It? I think I was furious. I was shocked. Then it went to furious sadness. I cried. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to show your emotions. Uh, um, but yeah, one of I can't believe it. But that's that's the biggest sort of reaction I've mainly had after the shock and the anger. It's just like, how can they do it? And then it's now at the stage after you know, three or four days where I think, well, I'm hoping the club are making the right moves. Like, you can't think that your club is run by idiots. Mm. You, you can't. You you want to have the best intention. You, they have to have the best intention. So, my fingers are crossed that it isn't an absolute debacle when we get relegated. Yeah. Last last point. Um, uh, how did, how, I put this to you about Nigel Atkins. That actually, for him personally, it's probably a good thing because... He's he's kind of fifteenth and he's got the bullet and he's had two promotions and if Southampton were to stay up now, Adkins would get most of the credit for that. But and if yeah. you go down, then this new guy is going to get all the kind of criticism. Is that kind of fair? Do you think? I think that's a, that's a fair point. Um, but I still I still would be in. He wouldn't have left on his terms. I mean, unless I mean I had a rumor that that someone else was choosing the team at one point. Uh, and Adkins wasn't, you know, getting to choose that team. One of the directors at Samson was choosing the team. So if, if you're a puppet uh, and you're not being able to actually manage the team, then you're probably better off not being at that club. Um, but, you know, I think it's still bitter. You know, you've been sacked and you, and you think, well, I've got a draw after we were 2-0 down mm. at Chelsea at the, at the bridge. Yeah. You know, I, I can't do any more. And, you know, so I think, yeah, I think he should leave with his head held high going, I did nothing wrong. Um, you know, and everyone's saying it will go to Blackpool, but uh, apparently the, the the chairman of Blackpool hasn't been able to get hold of him. I, th- I think Adkins will take a nice deserved break now, and then yeah. when he comes back, I, I'm, I think that, that whoever he goes to will, will, will benefit from him. If, uh, if your new guy doesn't work out, Evan Grant's still available. <laughs> so, um... He's knocking about on the south coast somewhere. Yeah. He's in a just, massage yeah, parlour. Yeah. <laughs> Hang around the whorehouses, you'll bump into him. We've got quite a few lily pads, so he'll really enjoy that. <laughs> With it. Wicked. So, thanks for joining us, Tom. Cheers, Tom. Chat hey, thanks, Tom. Pleasure, gentlemen. See you soon. Cheers, Cheers, thanks, pal. Bye. Bye. Let's just close on... Um, to discussing how we would feel because uh, Big Sam we've got a couple of minutes left Big Sam's contract's up in the summer how would we feel if he if he done an Adkins right now James uh, I would I quite like a bit of stability I like an English manager 
Um, I'm sorry he's not from West Ham and he doesn't have that history, but I, I'm practical. I think he's doing a good job. Uh, I like the way he talks and what I hear the players like him, mm. other than actually Diara's come out and said he hasn't said he hasn't spoken yeah, to him. What has he said today? I haven't he, heard he, this. He came out and said uh, Sam hasn't spoken to him since he signed and he you know, he says hello and goodbye, but that's it. And then Sam's come out and said, right. you get these problems with footballers these days. <laughs> so he's quite frustrated. Yeah. But I like him uh, and I think the players like him and we seem to have a good team spirit, which is the first time. I like seeing them all celebrate together when we saw goals. Yeah. Uh, I think we're doing all right and I'm happy. Mm. So I'd like him to stay a bit longer and I'd like us to get some kind of, you know, stability and rhythm and consistency and I'm sorry to settle for that but I'm happy with that. Okay, so if we're talking stability, how about eight year contract? Talk to me. <laughs> oh, pardon you. <laughs> Pardew, he's, he's doing exactly as it's a pattern of Pardew, isn't it? It's a circle of Pardew. Pardew they call it Pardew's Law. In football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's another thing about the law with Pardew that no, we better not go there. Um, <laughs> how about you, Gordon? Big Sam, should yeah. he stay? Um, yep, I'd like to see him stay on. Um, if for whatever reason he decides he doesn't want to stay on post this season, um, <clears throat> then you know, I yeah, and he says he'd, he'd say when we contracts up, and you know, I. I've taken the club as far as I can go. I think is the accepted cliche that they use at this point. Um, yeah, we 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 go. We give them a sort of a, yeah. Thanks for getting us up then, and um, they just better make sure that the replacement's the right man. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they've really got to. So uh, uh, I don't want that to happen for a few years yet. Um, okay. So Gordon's Gordon's going to get a few years. Um, sorry, uh, Big Sam's going to get a few years uh, a few years contract off you if you were um, making the decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think a three-year deal would, would be probably the norm for about that sort of yeah. thing. I mean, let's face it, what do contracts mean in football? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it, 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 yeah, if they want him out before yeah. that, then they'll just yeah. absolutely. For my my own personal take is that I think he should get a West Ham contract for another three years, purely because he knew the word to bubbles after the playoff final. He was <laughs> captured. That is my favourite YouTube video. It's, <laughs> it's bookmarked. So I think for that alone, he deserves a, a long term contract. Okay, so that wraps up episode one of the Knees Up Mother Brown uh, podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, goodbye, Gordon. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and thanks very much, James. Pleasure. And also, uh, thank you very much to Tom Deacon for joining us. We'll see you after we've collected six points against Fulham and Arsenal, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> see you soon.